When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ethan Zahn, winner of Survivor and two-time cancer crusher, coming up on JBTV. JBTV. Welcome to the JBTV podcast. Each and every show is dedicated to great music lovers. Are you ready? The podcast starts right here, right now. New music now. So welcome to JBTV. Thank you. And I don't know if you ever heard of our show. We're a music video show from downtown Chicago. And uh, I'm also a cancer survivor, so I do a health awareness show. So I'm going, this is right up our alley. (laughs) Perfect. um, What type of cancer did you have? I had stage four colon and lung cancer. I got through that. Then I also had open heart surgery this last December. Uh, Quadruple bypass, I guess they call it. You are a true survivor, my friend. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy to be chatting with you. Was the uh, colon cancer and lung cancer at the same time? Yes, yes. They sort of got them. You know how it like jumps around, you know. So I had like six surgeries and stuff like that, you know, like the colon. I had an ostomy bag for a while and I got that reversed and wow. uh, then they cut out I got half a lung so I've got just you know so <laughs> wow you My get God. through all this stuff you know it's uh, modern medicine today is amazing unbelievable right yeah I'm, the, I'm a firm believer in modern medicine but also using some uh, plant-based medicine to help get through the uh Western medicine type stuff, you know? Well, I got to say, the one thing, uh, because we're both the same page here with cannabis, uh, I found that when I took the, you know, the, when you get, did you get chemotherapy when you went through your? I did, yeah. Well, you know how bad the nausea is after that. And the only thing, they gave me these pills that I had to take, and I was just feeling worse and worse, and I go... You know, I'm just gonna smoke some pot, and and then I got a medical marijuana uh, thing, which really helped out a lot. And it's amazing how that took care of the nausea. And I lost like 30 or 40 pounds, which was good. But I also gained it all back during chemotherapy, which is, I guess, something good. You know? Yes, definitely good. Yeah, I was in a similar situation. We can t- we can talk about it for as long or as short as you want. Um, but yeah, definitely the mitigating the side effects of chemo, like just at night. Like I was taking, you know, six pills. I was taking Ativan for anxiety. I was taking Percocet for pain. I was taking Lunesta for sleep. I was taking Wellbutrin for my mood. And then I'd be ripping an Adderall in the morning just to go back to the hospital for blood tests. And it just was this cyclical synthetic lifestyle I was living. And I just couldn't couldn't deal with it anymore. So I got into cannabis and that's kind of how I was introduced to it. I could have a pot brownie or I could take all these pills and uh, it was just a, a much better situation for me. It's amazing how that's such a wonder drug and every it's been illegal for all these years and it's amazing. I, I've smoked, you know, throughout my life pretty much, you know, but uh, it was whatever you could get. But with medical uh, cannabis, it's a whole different level. And yeah. uh, it really helped out a lot. So it's so cool. Uh, you and I are cancer survivors. I am just excited about that. Yeah, we are part of the same tribe. Yes. The cancer uh, gotta, crushing did, tribe. Yeah. Did they give you like you have like 30 to 60 days to live kind of speech at the beginning? Not at the beginning, but uh, as my story unfolded, you know, I had a rare form. Of, is, are we, is this are we recording right now? Yeah. 
Oh, great. Nice. Awesome. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go on. You were starting to say there. Yeah. So, you know, I grew up as a competitive athlete, a former professional soccer player, never touched cannabis. I mean, I think I tried it second semester of my senior year. Don't tell my mom, you know, I had to do something crazy before I graduated. Right. Um, but then obviously when I was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 35, you know, I knew about some of the benefits of uh, cannabis, especially associated with uh, cancer. My father, um, he passed away from colon cancer when I was 14 years old. Mm. So, um, you know, at that time in my life, you know, uh, it was a really, you know, scary, lonely, unsettling time. And so my only connection to cancer was through my dad. So to me, cancer equaled death. So when I was diagnosed, it was just this uh, another horrible, scary, lonely feeling. And um, yeah, so like I was introduced to cannabis. However, at that time in New York City, it wasn't legal. I didn't have access to it. No one at Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital could educate me on it. So I was literally like going to the streets of Manhattan bald with chemo, mask, gloves, talking to a drug dealer who sold everything, not just cannabis, he sold like, you know, all the drugs. And so that was like a scary situation on top of a stressful situation just to get this medicine that I felt could help me. And so it was at that time I decided like, okay, I really want to do something in the cannabis space. I want to help educate other folks, other people going through cancer to help, you know, them open their eyes to the benefits of cannabis and plant-based wellness. And so I started using it, never smoked it. I always ingested it because uh, they just were concerned with some of the mold situation. And it really, really helped me. Uh, like I said, I was taking so many pills at night and I could get off of some of those pills and reduce the dosage on the others. I was much nicer to be around. So my friends like hanging out with me a little bit more. I could eat better. Like you said, you gained a lot of weight on chemo, which is rare, but awesome. Mm -hmm. Same with me. I was able to like keep up my nutrition. But then the real place where I felt cannabis helped me was post-cancer. And I don't know about you, but for me, getting a diagnosis at 35 and surviving and have to going through my, all the rest of my life was a scary situation, you know, because um, not only did I survive, I relapsed. So I was diagnosed at 35, went through a year of chemo. I went through a stem cell transplant, which failed. And I had to come back and do it all over again, more chemo, more radiation, another stem cell transplant using my brother Lee as the donor. And so it was post-cancer and really getting into cannabis and CBD to help my mental health, find balance in my life and kind of just be able to push through some of those dark moments. Wow, that's such a good story, you know, and I, I'm 70 years old. So I started this at 65. And they say, mostly at my age, it's sort of done. But you know, you talk about the chemotherapy, I didn't lose my hair because they have a new type of chemo now you were so old-fashioned years ago <laughs> <laughs> thank god because you got great hair man you know? i know and you know the this gilda's club which is a, a, pl a club here in chicago which uh said well if you like to donate your hair for wigs you know and i go okay i can do that and then i talked to my uh doctor and he said well we're putting you on this new chemo and we don't think you're gonna lose hair on it so we'll see what happens and i go okay we, we were able to keep the beard through everything all of it? yeah oh, nothing changed in fact people would sort of say yeah right you have cancer 
or, <laughs> right. you know, why aren't you like bald and all this kind of stuff? But uh, it just shows how even back then you had good doctors and good medical team that really took care of you because my mother had uh, cancer too. But it, back then it wasn't like it is today with today's medical, you know, and how advanced everything is. Have you kept up with any of this over the years or? Yeah, I'm heavily involved in the cancer community and I'm, you know, really involved with raising money for cancer research, rare cancer research, because my cancer was a rare form of lymphoma. And so, you know, I, like I said, I had a, a pretty rough go at it having transplants and failed situations. So for me, if it wasn't for this one experimental new therapy called Insectris, um, I wouldn't be alive today. So I was on this clinical trial and I was able to get access to uh, Insectris, wasn't even, didn't even have a name at the time I was trying it. And that got my cancer into remission so I could get my second transplant. And so I'm a huge proponent of cancer research and raising funds and awareness for the benefits of cancer research. Did you ever hear of Immerman Angels? Of course. I love Immerman. I'm, Immer, I'm an angel. Are you an angel? Yes, I'm an angel too. <laughs> yes, that's incredible, my friend. Yeah, they saved my life. Like I went through it. My mom got paired up. My girlfriend at the time got paired up. So it wasn't just me who was fighting going through Immerman Angels. Uh, but I found that a really incredible free organization. So for anyone listening out there, if you're struggling getting through some of these dark times and need a mentor or someone to help you through uh, these dark moments, hit up Immerman Angels. It's a free, I'd like to say it's like a dating service, but for cancer, right? Not really dating, but they pair you up with some of the same age, sex, likes, dislikes, cancer types, and they can mentor you through your process. Because when you get cancer, you think you're the only person in the world that has this cancer. And you're the only one going through all this. And when I talk to uh, different cancer patients that have like the ostomy bag, like all the issues that go through that. Uh, so we got we can relate to each other and say, oh, yeah. And you can even sort of make jokes about it, too, after the fact, you know. Exactly. So it's not as, you know, you know, even when I did chemotherapy like you did, it's it's so many when you get in the chair Everybody there is so depressed, aren't they? They're all like, oh, I'm so depressed. I was like, hey, <laughs> bring <laughs> it on. That's just popped an edible. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but also I got uh, culinary services, brought food during your chemo, too, that helped, that was free. And that was good, too. So there's so many good support organizations out there. And uh, not enough people talk about cancer and about uh, today's health. Because, you know, us guys, you know, we tend to like, especially you in sports, I guess, no, I'm always strong. I'm never going to go to the doctor and worry about this kind of stuff, you know. But, uh, you know, you got to take your doc, you know, see a doctor once in a while, especially if little things can turn. Like with me, I didn't see a doctor until I was 65, and literally, uh, if they would have caught it a couple of years later, I had a baseball-sized tumor. And they said, well, it would have been a simple colonoscopy. We would have cut it out and done this and that. But you waited too long, and I almost died because of it. So it just shows you got to stay on top of your health and don't ignore little symptoms that can turn into something bigger, you know? Definitely. That's like, I gave myself a colonoscopy, not gave myself, I got a colonoscopy at the age of 35, you know, cause my dad had passed away. So like, I love a good colonoscopy. So I highly suggest everyone go out, even if you're under the age of 50, like they suggest. And yeah, the, the whole connection point for, you know, going through cancer, I can't, uh, I can't express how important I feel that is for anyone 
whether you're a survivor, a caregiver, or you're in the fight, finding others that uh, you can connect with because nothing provides comfort and confidence more than knowing you're not alone when going through these, these health challenges, right? And so cancer is a really isolating feeling. And, you know, I've never been surrounded by so many people that loved me so much, but never felt so alone. And someone like a Immerman Angels, who it's someone outside of your personal network, mm -hmm. an unbiased view and person that can help guide you, I felt was easier for me to open up and share with that type of person than my mother or my brother or my girlfriend at the time. Right. Well, relatives and friends say, oh, you'll be okay. Stay strong. They always say that kind of stuff, you know. And uh, not the stuff you really want to hear about. Well, you know, I was up all night and I had this and I had that. When you can talk to other people that had the same thing. So all oh, that's common, you know, so it's nothing to worry about, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, one of the reasons I got involved with a company called True Leave, which is a big multi-state uh, cannabis dispensary. They have 160 shops in 11 states is because like they really focus on the medical side of cannabis and safe, secure dosing of the product. Because like we said, like I was just getting it from the streets and it was a really unsettling feeling. So partnering with uh, True Leave, and working with their brand called Momenta, it's been a really eye-opening, educational, and incredible partnership for myself. Um, you know, these folks really focus on the medical side of cannabis. So give me some background on you, so because a lot of people may not know who you are, even though you, you've got all these credentials and everything. <laughs> so, you know, give us some of that. And that's a whole other thing. I might have all these credentials and people might not know who I am, but once you hear those three words, you have cancer, we're all the same, right? And that's that's a big part of it for me. And for the longest time in my life, I've been on the giving end of charity and philanthropy and community support with an organization that I co-founded called Grassroots Soccer. And Grassroots Soccer is an adolescent health organization that using the sport of soccer to teach kids to make smarter choices in life. We're in 60 countries. We've graduated 13 million kids from the program. So when I was diagnosed, all of a sudden, my world's flipped, right? I went from the giving end of charity to the receiving end of charity. And that's once again, why I'm just so, uh, you know, I, I'm so inspired by those folks out there who are raising money for cancer research because, you know, I've been a recipient of that. Like, how cool is it that there are complete strangers out there riding bikes, running marathons, selling cookies to raise money for cancer research that funded a drug that saved my life, right? Like, how cool is that? So like, if you're ever wondering where your money's going, like close your eyes and like visualize it's like inside my body. It's like swimming around inside me. It's inside your body. So for all those folks who are wondering, like, do I really want to donate to cancer research? You do. Um, but uh, my background, born and raised in Massachusetts, uh, two older brothers and a soccer player my whole life, high school, college. And I ended up playing for six years post-college in uh, the minor leagues of professional soccer. And one of those years, I got to travel to uh, Africa and I played in the Zimbabwe Premier League. And kind of while I was there, I just witnessed firsthand what was happening with HIV and AIDS and how it was just destroying this community that I was now a part of. And so when I returned home from playing soccer in Africa, I applied to be on the reality TV show Survivor. <laughs> um, and I ended up doing well in the show. I ended up winning and you win a million bucks. And so I used that money to co-found this charity called Grassroots Soccer. Wow. So how was it being on TV? What did you have to do for that? Oh, what didn't I have to do? So you <laughs> got to starve, you got to manipulate, you got to backstab, you got to compete in challenges. But Survivor, I mean, if you haven't seen it, 
it's all on the internet. You can stream all 40 seasons. I was in season three, season eight, and then season 40 just recently. And uh, yeah, it's a really fun game. Survivor's a game that touches on every part of you as a human being, mental, physical, social, spiritual, environmental, even financial. And so you're out there, you put on a tribe with other players, you got to compete in challenges and you got to win clues, idols, you vote people off and you're competing for $1 million. So it's a really fun, interesting social experiment that just happens to air on national TV. That's amazing to have that kind of experience and everything, you know, so... You're an all-around everybody, and you're so young, too. You can do so much. you got so much future ahead of you, you know? Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I was young when I was on the show Survivor. I was 27 years old. I'm uh, 48 now. I'm about to turn 49. And so, yeah, I've been incredibly fortunate, incredibly <laughs> lucky to have been where I was. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm just really fortunate for, you know, Survivor and the, the TV side of my life. Yeah, has music uh, been part of your life, too? Anything with music? You know, I was a piano player growing up, um, violin, saxophone, but that kind of teetered away when soccer became more important in my life. But obviously, I'm a fan of music. I listen, attend concerts, um, but my playing and singing abilities, not so good. Uh-huh. What artist do you like? I'm a big reggae guy, um, so I love any any form of reggae. Obviously, Bob Marley's. A, I'm a huge fan. He's an inspiration to me. Um, so I, I really dig into all forms of reggae and ska, old school reggae. Um, I like that type of stuff. What type of music are you into? Well, everything. You know, I've been doing JBTV, which is a music show, and I've had bands like the Smashing Pumpkins, Rage Against the Machine. You know, Oasis. I mean, you name it. It's like 38 years I've been doing this, oh all for God. the love of music. And that got me through my therapy, too, during my cancer. It was, you know, besides the cannabis, I had music to listen to. And I had a studio at the time, so we had bands come in like the Wombats and, you know, and all these different bands that uh, played on our show and were part of Lollapalooza, Riot Fest, and played at the Metro and all these different clubs. Because everybody comes through Chicago, you know. Yeah. We're like a, a destination point to go other places around the world, you know. We even had BTS on the show. Oh, my God. Yeah, the boy, their first yeah. television appearance yeah. in America was on Holy JBTV. Moly. And they came in. It was the smallest stage ever, you know, because we were like, then I said, well, you're getting, I'm getting you ready for, you know, American television, because if you're on Saturday Night Live, our stage is a little bigger than that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, you put them on the map. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> right after that, they won the billboard, and then they just, you know, went off. And then J-Ho was at uh, Lollapalooza this year, which was great. You know, Chicago, we have this great festival, Lollapalooza, that comes here. And it's such a great time, and so many great bands, and such a, such a plethora of great music and all different genres, you know that uh, just sort of blend together and everything. So it's such a good time to be alive too, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I mean, I, I appreciate what you said about the music. I definitely had my chemotherapy mix that I put on my headphones um, and I just would lock in and I do a lot of long distance running marathoning. So I'm definitely listening to music when I run. And uh, there's a incredible organization called Gabriel's Angels Foundation. Denise Rich, who is a famous, um, you know, uh, music producer back in the day, like Michael Jackson's high stuff. So she runs the organization. So they provide music therapy in hospitals around the country, which I think is is really uh, beneficial. And I, I did that when I was at Sloan Kettering. Um, I had the music therapist come in and I was just 
banging on these like drums, these African drums, just like, it just was a release for me. And uh, it felt really awesome. So I definitely appreciate music and what it can do for the healing side of things. I don't think too many people know how healing music can be, but for me in that particular situation, it was a real help. Yeah, so once again, uh, something you didn't even probably think about, how much music was part of that too, of your recovery, along with cannabis. The two things you have to have in life, music and cannabis. I, I'm in a soccer. <laughs> and a what? In soccer. Oh, in soccer. Okay. Yeah, yeah soccer. I'm not a I'm not much of a sports fan. I have no, I know. you know, I was sort of the uh the guy that was in the studio <laughs> doing the stuff, but I know how hard it is to do any sport and uh the dedication and passion that it takes and the fact that um that you you that was your life. That's what you wanted to do. And that's what I, I like to encourage people to always be, is anything that you have a passion for, no matter what it is, go for it. Because that's the only way you're really happy, you know? And if you're doing something you hate doing, and I think it also helped in your recovery, too, you know? Because, you know, you, had, you were still into your health and doing things, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was 35 years old. And so, for me, I've kind of, my whole life, I've been fit. And exercise has been how I almost how I judge my relative health is through fitness. So like when I was diagnosed and I was on the sidelines and I couldn't exercise, that was really tough for me. It, it, it stripped me of my identity. And so even going through cancer, it was really important for me to be somewhat fit. And there's a lot of um, work going on in exercise oncology. And they're studying the impact of a exercise routine pre, during, and post cancer. And they're finding that it really improves outcomes in patients. They started with lung cancer at Sloan Kettering. And so there's a great organization called Active Against Cancer. And they're really studying this stuff. So I did it naturally, but you know, anyone who's going through it, I, and when I say exercise, I'm not talking like running marathons, walking, stretching, um, you know, yoga, that those types of exercise can really help while going through um, cancer and even post cancer as well. So it's really been a and that's why like when I signed up, this is really well interesting. So I've always kept cannabis and exercise separate, never combined the two. But when I kind of partnered with True Leave and Momenta, I was going to run the Boston Marathon. So all of a sudden I had to bring them together, which I'd never done before. So experimenting a little bit on my body and how to use cannabis that's going to help me um, through the race and at post-race was really fun, really interesting. And I'm at a, a point right now where I feel comfortable using cannabis not as like a performance enhancing drug, but something that can lock me into the zone and especially post-exercise for recovery and rest. Uh, I find CBD and cannabis a huge help and the products that Momenta make are specifically designed for that type of uh, you know, trajectory in the cannabis space. Yeah, that's why they got to make all this legal nationally so that you can order directly from the company get it delivered and everything, you know. But uh, you liked edibles, right? Versus the, I like, I always liked rolling it up into a little joint. To me, that was the more, it, you know, it was, that, that's what I liked. But it doesn't matter how you take it. It's that it's there for your therapy, you know. Exactly. I'm really mostly into tinctures right now, which is like a liquid form. Uh, you put it underneath your tongue. Uh, that's kind of the way I ingest cannabis these days. 
Um, and I really use, I use CBD every day, like a multivitamin, about 50 milligrams. And then if I need something a little bit stronger, if I'm having a little like anxiety situation, um, I'll do something stronger. I'll do like a one-to-one ratio. So like, you know, 10 milligrams of CBD with about 10 milligrams of THC in the liquid form under the tongue. And I find that really helps. Sometimes you need both the THC and the CBD working together to get the full effect of the plant for like any type of healing you're looking for. Wow, you're like an expert at this. I love it. I <laughs> I wouldn't call myself an expert, but you know, yeah, that part. Uh, my whole goal in kind of working with a cannabis company in the cannabis space is to erase the stigma associated with it. That's why we're talking today, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cannabis is from the earth. You know, the, the, the wilderness is the world's pharmacy, right? And so if there's ways to use what we find growing naturally and put it in our body that can help us heal, I'm a big fan of that. So these little mini micro kind of changes in perception is kind of what my goal is right now. Like for all those folks thinking about getting into cannabis, like have a discussion, go to a dispensary, talk with someone that knows about it. There are cannabis doctors out there that can educate you can set up zoom sessions or email conversations but you know if if the stuff you're doing now isn't working for you like if the pills aren't working or your mood it can't change or you're having trouble being social or trouble eating or or stress anxiety pain all that stuff i highly suggest like looking into cannabis um, because it is an alternate way to approach your wellness so what's the future for you like ethan what what are you looking forward to doing now well, um, um, right now I, I live in the middle of the woods in New Hampshire, which is pretty fun. And so it's a beautiful time of year. We've got blueberries growing right now. So we're going to pick some blueberries and, um, you know, work on some stuff around the house. But, you know, my goal is exactly this. I love where I am in the cannabis space. I love working with Trulieve and Momenta. And like I said, my goal is to really get out there, erase the stigma, talk to people, show up. Um, share my story, and hopefully that will, you know, initiate some change in the world. Well, that's what we want to do, change the world, you know. So uh, any, any more Survivor shows you think you're going to do? I told Jeff Probst, who's the host of the show, lose my number <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this last time. So, you know, I, like I said, I was on the show three times. One was in 2001, 27 years old, and 2004 is 30 years old. Then they took 16 years off and, and fought cancer twice and came back to play again. And it was a whole new situation. I didn't do so well, and it really uh, put my body and mind through the ringer again. So it was really fun. I would probably wouldn't do it again if to answer your question but uh, i love the show i'm a huge fan can't wait till it starts up again so uh wow yeah Yeah. you know uh there's so many things that you can do now with with all this knowledge you have you know you still into soccer you still do that yeah still into soccer thanks for asking um i was just in uh israel for three weeks playing in the world Maccabi games, which is like the Jewish Olympics. I was playing for the over 45 masters team. So if you want to see a funny site, it's uh, 45 year old Jewish guys playing soccer in Israel. <laughs> but uh, it was so much fun. You know, being in Israel was really awesome and hanging out with a bunch of guys on the team and all like going for gold medal was really nice. Well, I think that's good. I, I don't see there should be age restrictions on anything nowadays, you know? I I, I, I'm 70. I don't feel like 70. I feel like I'm in my 50s, you know, or whatever, you know. So I don't know. I, I, I think that, you know, did you go through any depression after you said you finally are cured of cancer? It's like, oh, OK. <laughs> you nailed it. You know, it's uh, 
going through it, you know, everyone, including your friends, your family, your support system, the doctors, the nurses, the social workers, they're all, they're all there. Like they're all helping you. It's a really safe environment. But then when they're like, okay, you're in remission, everyone disappears. Yeah. And for me, that's like when the shit hit the fan, you know, because like it, the, the fear, the anxiety, like uh, how to plan for the future when like the five-year survival rate is less than 50%. So that it was, I was plagued by anxiety and I call these what if scenarios. Like mm. I was just focusing on the what ifs. What if the chemo doesn't work? What if I die? What if I can't get married? What if I can't get a job, insurance? And it just consumed me. It absolutely consumed me to the point where I was really depressed full of anxiety, couldn't leave the house. It was just all consuming. And like I said, I really dug into cannabis and CBD at that point. And it, it, it literally changed my life, literally changed my life. I could take a deep breath. I could kind of calm the noise going on in my head. I could sleep, you know, uh, I could go out in public and kind of talk and communicate with people because like we go through this traumatic crisis in our life that no one else goes through. So then now you got to reemerge into the world as this new person and you got to interact with people in a new way and they're interacting with you in the same old way. And it's just this really weird dichotomy that I wasn't, wasn't able to handle so much. And so uh, cannabis became a huge part of my wellness and my survivorship. Yeah, I never, I, that was the same thing I went through too. It's like, okay, I'm like, you know, and I, I don't, people don't talk about that because not many of us are survivors. But now there's more and more survivors. So that's, this is something I think all the cancer organizations should probably, you know, think about too, you know. Yeah. And there's nothing more powerful than storytelling, like sharing our story. So the more we share our story and let people know what cancer is really like, you know, the more change that can happen, the more policy changes that can happen, the more fundraising, everything. So I encourage folks out there, if it's if it's your thing, share your story, whether it's to your neighbor or publicly, like I do, um, it, it makes a difference. It's the kind of, it's our internal social network, right? To help share these stories of people who have overcome cancer, who have gone through cancer. And you're working with what cannabis company again? So I'm working with True Leaf Cannabis, and I'm the brand ambassador for Momenta, which is their in-house everyday wellness brand. Wow. And it's really cool. They have a bunch of, if you're looking to get into cannabis, I think Momenta is a great place to start because so many different forms of using cannabis you know they have tinctures like i talked about they have rso which are rick simpson oils they have capsules they have topical pain creams and muscle gels so there's a really vast um you know selection of products that you can use um to kind of start your journey with cannabis and other organizations like Immerman Angels, I think that's great that we're both, uh, you know, mentor angels or whatever you want to call us. <laughs> yeah, great organization. Yeah, we mentioned Immerman Angels. Um, another good organization for any young adults out there, it's called First Descents, which is a young adult cancer organization that provides outdoor adventure camps for young adult cancer survivors. And it's free. So if you're looking to get your self-confidence back and connect with other folks your same age who've gone through a similar situation, First Ascent is a really good organization is, to do that. Is there any way people can uh, get in contact with you if they want to? Is there any? Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? Definitely. I, you know, I'm accessible. I'm on social media. The best way to do it is uh, DM me on Instagram. I'm at Ethan Zahn. Um, yeah, if you have any questions about anything you heard me talk about today or need connections or links, uh, yeah, please feel free to reach out. Wow. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. 
And uh, I'm so happy that you're another cancer survivor amongst thousands of cancers and millions, I guess, cancer survivors, because every day someone else is going through uh, getting cancer or going through all of it. And uh, there are organizations out there to help us through it. There's great uh, medical ways that uh, with great medications, including cannabis. And uh, it's just so great. I am so happy to have uh, uh, met you and had you on JBTV. So I want to thank you for being part of the JBTV Health Awareness Marathon. And I'm so happy that you were part of the JBTV Music Show and the JBTV Podcast on Pantheon. Oh, man, I really appreciate it. I made a little graphic for you, too. Oh my God. Let me check that out. Yeah, see? Nice. They got me. Uh, that's my survivor like headshot and then marathon. I think that was a New York City marathon. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so that was cool that you were doing a marathon. Something I haven't done, but uh, maybe I'll try it one of these days. Take care, man. Bye bye. Stay high and keep on rocking. <laughs> right. I will. So there you go. That was a cool interview. And this is the JBTV podcast right here on Pantheon Podcast. Till next time, this is Jerry Bryant in the Windy City saying bye-bye, stay high, and keep on rocking and rolling. JBTV. There you go, the JBTV podcast, where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JBTV Music Television, the JBTV podcast. JBTV. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.